We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live. Once again, it is the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. My name is Rob Doster. That is the one and only Jeff Goodman that you see right next to me. Uh, Jeffrey, how are you doing on this lovely, lovely Wednesday of championship? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I mean, you know, I'm looking forward to this big Duke-Louisville tilt that we'll talk about. Um, good games last night. I, I wish they, honestly, I, I wish we had it where we had two of those four championship games were tonight. Like, I don't understand why they had four championship games last night and tonight – there's, there's not a whole lot of like you you, you really need me you really need me to explain it to you I do yes because what 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 channel were the championship games on last night ESPN and ESPN two and CBS Sports Network yeah and what channel is the ACC tournament on and the Big Ten tournament on the ACC or tournament the, you you cannot watch the ACC tournament that's what channel it's on. The what channel, so the big the Big Twelve network what channel is or the Big Twelve tournament what channel is it like that's why yeah, well, they have all of these great. big games. That's great. What would you rather watch, Kansas State TCU or a championship about, game of a mid major? Th- that's fine, but why would you if you don't have any games on a Tuesday night or a Monday night? Why would you put a bunch of championship games up against games against big conference teams? Because these big conference teams suck. They suck. They know they're like seven, yeah. ten, and eight times. <laughs> they suck, Jeff. You need to do. You need something on Tuesday night. You need to fill that time slot. So I'm saying, know. okay. I'm not. No, I don't. I don't want four of them. What I'm saying is, I don't want four of them last night. Okay. I want two of them okay. last night. I want two of them tonight, so I can watch those games and really okay. watch all of them. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I couldn't watch them all last night. All right. Oh, okay. Um. So Gonzaga was tested by BYU. I think that was the biggest takeaway from uh, from last night's action. How worried are you about this Gonzaga team? How worried are you um, about them moving forward? Was just this just the kind of performance that they needed to be able to uh, to compete? Like what what do you what what's your takeaways here? I mean, listen, my takeaway this year is that that Gonzaga was unbelievable early, and we don't know how good they are today. We know they're they're talented. We know they're they're really good. But are they that much better than everybody else today? I say no. I say the gap is closed a little bit. That's all I'll say is like I think some of these other teams 
have closed the gap a little bit. And when I watch Gonzaga and their talent, and obviously they're terrific. Jalen Suggs is, is a top three pick, I think. I think he's going to go third, could go second. Um, I, I think Corey Kispert's a lottery pick, somewhere in that 10 to 20 range. Uh, Drew Timmy is an unbelievable player. They have three potential All-Americans uh, on their roster. Joel is like just a great piece, a great guy, unbelievable rebounding guard, does whatever you need. Uh, and then Nemhard is is just kind of that second that you and I have talked about that second point guard. Um, so I love how they're constructed. But but when I look at them, Rob, do you say to yourself they're that much more talented than everybody else, and their bench isn't exactly like blow you away right now? They're not the deepest team in the world. So when you look at them compared to Baylor, or even when Michigan was playing well, or Illinois. Do you say like those teams have no shot of beating Gonzaga? No, I, I don't. I would. I I think everybody has a shot um, at the yeah. top of the uh, some of these leagues. Um, I I do think that Gonzaga is very clearly the most talented team and the best team in college basketball this season. Uh, but I think that there are things that you can exploit on their roster. Uh, for starters, we saw it last night what BYU did in the first half. If you could space them out, if you can force Drew Timmy to have to guard in space and you can force them to have to uh, make a decision on whether or not they're going to help at the rim or defend a three-point shooter um, like on the weak side, uh, that's when they get into trouble because they don't really have any rim protection with Drew Timmy in there. Um, with him playing on the perimeter, then it becomes like very, very wide open in the paint. They can get spread out. They can get beaten off the dribble. They don't have great perimeter defenders. Uh, the other part of it is that they can get kind of stuck in the mud in the half court, like if you allow them to get in transition, they are lethal. They're basically the showtime Lakers of the WCC. Um, but if you can get them to play in the half court and have to force Jalen Suggs to have to go against the set defense and have to force Drew Timmy to have to deal with uh, maybe a double team um, and force defenses to make a decision on what they're going to do with Joel Iyayi, you could take advantage of that as well. So um, I do think that there are places where you can uh, you can kind of create some some problems for Gonzaga, and I thought BYU did a very very good job of that for in the first half. And and you know I don't think we're ever going to see someone play a better half of basketball than BYU did in the first half against Gonzaga. That is a top twenty five team in America. That is yep. a team at top twenty on Kempom. That is a team that is going to end up being what like a six or a seven seed, maybe an eight seed in the NCAA tournament this year. Yep. And they played a perfect half of half of basketball. And they still lost by ten to Gonzaga. Like that's that is, uh, they're awesome. And I understand what the narrative is, and I understand what uh, casual fans are going to think about that program and that team. But um, they're, I mean, they're really, really good. That was uh, to me, that was a very, very, very impressive performance yesterday. Yeah, I mean, listen to me again. Jalen Suggs just showed he could turn it on, kind of whenever he wants, and and. Man, he's just so quick. His anticipation, like you forget, because we saw it so often early in the season because they were playing big-time games. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I've seen halves for the most part. I haven't seen that many full games of Gonzaga because it, it hasn't really been uh, warranted. But, man, mm -hmm. just watching him, you just forget how, how much fun he is to watch. And I feel bad because, like, feel like the country didn't get a chance to see Jalen Suggs, and I hope to hell he's a really good NCAA tournament um, because he, he is a special player. Like, I'm not saying I take him number one. I think I take him number two. 
I do. I think it's a guards game. And I think I would take him ever over Evan Mobley. I think I would take again, it depends on the team. And obviously, and we'll we'll get into this plenty after the season ends when the draft is approaching and once we see the lottery and all that. But if everything's equal, if everything's equal, I'm taking Cave one and I'm taking um Jalen Suggs too. I just at that position, I just think he's special. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's hard to disagree. The thing about this year's draft is that you can make a legitimate argument for any one of the five best prospects, including the the three you mentioned, plus Jalen. Not Kaminga. Not Kaminga to me. I don't think Kaminga's in that class. I just yeah. don't. I don't. I mean, yeah, I've I, seen him enough. I've watched some. I hear you, but the, a guy with that kind of athleticism and that kind of size and that kind of ability to score on the yeah. perimeter is someone that you're going to take a take – a, a shot on and someone that has a chance to be very, very, very good. And while I, think I don't think, to me, he's five. Yeah. I mean, you can make that argument. You can make the argument that he could be, should be top three. And, and that's the thing about this draft class is that the top five are as good yep. as any top five that we've seen in, I don't know, at least since I've been doing this, probably in a decade recent or so. Memory. Recent yeah, memory. Recent memory. So, um, all right, let's, let's talk a little bit about the bubble. Uh, where do you stand on some of these teams? Um, we have Syracuse playing today. Are they going to have to to win to get in? Do they have to be NC State to get yeah. in? Yes, um, they have to win. win? I mean, they can't win? lose this game, Rob. They cannot lose this. This is a must-win game for the Bayhawks, period. And, and Buddy needs to make some shots here. And, uh, yeah, they 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 ha- I think they have to win this game to get in the NCAA tournament. And even getting – like winning this game, I don't know if it puts them in, but – I. You know, again, I've always said, like, if it's close now, if it's close. And I just think the committee, they're going to be able to kind of um, take some liberties this year. And and you, you can you can justify things a lot easier this year with the pandemic and, and not playing a full non-conference schedule and, and, and whatnot. Uh, I just, yeah, I think if Syracuse wins this game, I bet they get in the NCAA tournament. I bet they're in the first four. So you don't you, you think that the NCAA is going to value name brands over the accomplishments that team have, teams have had on the court this season? I think with uh, yes, with Kentucky and Duke potentially not being in the field, I think there's going to be some thought in some of these people's minds that we, yes, if it's close, and I'm choosing between Syracuse and Ole Miss, I'm going to take Syracuse all day every day. How's that? Yeah, I, I mean I. I don't I don't really see why Ole Miss is as close, so I don't know if that's necessarily the best example. Let me ask you this then. Where do you stand on teams like Syracuse versus yep. someone like a Colorado State or a Boise State or Utah State? Some of these teams from like the Mountain West, maybe a St. Louis, um, just kind of someone at that level. Just it's I, I'm maybe even a Drake. Like I want to see those teams um get a chance, but I, I also I don't get the Drake like, one. I don't understand the Drake one. Um, Rob, I just don't think they've they've, and again, I hate to say it because ultimately you're penalizing um, Drake because they haven't played enough quality competition in the non-conference or in the conference, right? And I don't know who they had scheduled in the non-conference. I have no idea if they got games scrapped because of the pandemic early or because the season was pushed back a couple weeks. Uh, but looking at their body of work. It's hard to justify putting a team in that has like one quality win all year, right? Loyola. I mean, nothing else in the resume, do they? Nothing. No, 
No, they don't. Um, especially when they've lost some of their best players. But I also right. think right. there's an argument to make that it, it's so tough. It's so t- it's so tough on what to do in that spot because you know they didn't. They're never going to get a chance to be able to have. Agreed. You need to right. be able to play in this situation, and it's through no fault of their own. Um, but it's also like, you know, when you look at the resume of someone like a Drake and you compare it to someone um, from some of these bigger conferences, like it's just not it's it's tough. It's really, really, really tough. Um, how do you think the committee should value like where do you stand on them with teams that came out of the pause? Like take St. Louis, for example. Right. St. Louis dealt with all of the issues that they dealt with when they came out. Uh, they had some like that's kind of when they ran into some of their issues and had some yeah. of their losses that don't look as good right now. So, like, how do you how do you value that if you're the committee? Because the big thing is like everyone, everybody's got a sob story when it comes down to it. You know, I don't know how you can. I don't think you can do it. Honestly, I don't think you can do it because, like you said, everybody's going to have something. Um, now, some teams don't have anything. I mean, there's some teams. I would love to. I don't have the time, but I would love to reach out. Maybe I'll do it when the season's over. I bet you there's 50 teams in the country that didn't have a pause this year. On their, on their own, 50 Division One teams. That would be my guess. Everybody else probably had a pause. Um, so I, I, I feel like, honestly, it's a roll of the dice. I don't think you can really utilize it if you're the committee um, because everybody's had something. Some have had what – do you, what do you say? Because St. Louis's was a month, then you, 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 you value it where a two-week one, now that doesn't really count. So yeah, I, I don't know how you can so do it. hard to put that stuff into context because like, look, everybody's going through it. Every single team in the country went through it, and and everybody, you know, like even someone like a VCU, right? Like they've there have been certain injuries. They they haven't had the the kind of shutdown that St. Louis had, but they had certain injuries. Like, are you going to be able to take that into account? Um, like someone like UConn, you know, part of the reason why they struggled was because they were without James Booknight. Part of the reason was because they had a bunch of different pauses. Part of the reason is that all those things happened to coincide so that when they finally came back, it was very clear they didn't have any legs. So being able to kind of balance all of that stuff, I just I don't know how you can do that fairly. So I think the most fair thing to do is just kind of say um, everybody went through something. So we're just going to evaluate your resume at face value. And I, I, like that's not the fairest way to do it. But, you know, nothing about this situation you just um, got to go with what you have in front of you. I, I think ultimately, if I'm the committee, I have to say, if I'm a committee member, I got to go with the numbers and the results I have in front of me, period. And that's all I can do this year. And I think that's the way they're probably going to handle it for the most part. You know, again, James Booknight, all right, you were without him for, for eight games. All right, those games still count. Like Ken Palm said that best when we had him on. Mm-hmm. He was like, in no other sport, do we just throw away games when when a team doesn't have their best player? They count in the standings. They count. Mm-hmm. Like in the NBA, if if you're without Kevin Durant for all these games, you're the Brooklyn – you still got to win the games or else yep. you're not getting the playoffs. So yep. they all count. And and I've kind of made that mistake in the past because I have kind of thought of it as, well, I'm not going to count those games as much. I'm going to utilize when they come back with book night what they look like. But that's bullshit. Like you got to count all the games. If he was injured, he was injured. To me, this year, it's just kind of what you have in front of you, and that's where, to me, I think Drake could be in trouble. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. All right, so I think the interesting teams, kind of on the wrong side of the bubble right now, are probably Memphis, St. John's, 
Seton yep. Hall, uh, Syracuse, and I guess Ole Miss because they still have to play. Um, and Drake probably and Drake. Uh, well, but, I mean, they're not playing anymore. So what I'm saying is, like, of the teams that Utah are still State. playing, Utah they're State, not, they're they're not playing anymore. So for the third time. Um, so which which of those teams do you think have has the best chance to kind of end up? on the right side of the bubble. I, I'll, I'll list them again for you. Duke, Memphis, St. John's, Seton Hall, Ole Miss, and Syracuse. I mean, I, I think the Johnny's got a chance here, right? I mean, they, they got Seton Hall. It's kind of a knockout game, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's the best game to me. It's the most important single game probably of, of, of the next couple of days. I mean, I guess you could say Duke-Louisville tonight is, is super important for Duke. Because um, if Duke wins that game – what I was going to say, Duke Louisville is just you know, there's there's a little bit going on there as well. <laughs> well, here, here's my take: if Duke wins that game right now, nobody has him in like their next eight out. Okay, but if they beat Louisville, how far do they move into that next eight out? And then are they right there? Are they are they there with you know Syracuse and Memphis and Seton Hall and St. John's to whereas maybe they need some help. Or they need one more win. I I have said it all along. I think if Duke beats Louisville, and then what do they have? They do they have to beat um, Virginia? Who is it? Uh, no, they get uh they they would get Florida State in the next round. All right, if if they win those two games, I'm telling you, Duke's going to make the NCAA tournament. I don't think they have to win the ACC tournament. I've said that all along. You can make up so much ground by beating a couple of tournament teams this time of year, especially if your name is Duke. Again, they win those games, I'd be shot. Now, again, I'm not saying they're going to win them both. They've lost twice to Louisville already. Uh, I don't know the answer to this question, but do you know uh, a coach that has beaten Coach uh, Mike Krzyzewski three times in a year? Has anyone? I I don't know. It's a great question. I'm going to text Kenny Klein while while we're on here. Find out because I, I don't know the answer. That that's a crazy stat, right? If they beat him three times, yeah, that would be. All right, yeah. Jeff. Um, hold yeah. on, I'm working, I'm working on one thing right here. Vamp, vamp, real quick. What are you doing? What are you doing over there? All right, so yeah, we we've got. I mean, listen, Syracuse is obviously a big game today. Noon against NC State, Duke, Louisville. Really, the ACC has the the maybe the two most meaningful games. Uh, Duke, Louisville, six thirty. Uh, yep. Duke's All favorite right, two and a half real, there. Real, real quick, Jeff. I know that you uh, you you kind of were hating on St. Louis a little bit, so I'm going to bring on someone, a special guest, to kind of argue yep. his case to make yep. sure that we get the the Billikens into the NCAA tournament field. Travis Ford, head coach of the St. Louis Billikens. What's going on, man? Look, there he is. You need to let Jeff up. Oh. We lost him. Is he coming back? We need to we need to let Jeff know why St. Louis should be in the NCAA tournament right now because he's hating right now, Travis. Yeah, no, I'm not getting much love from Jeff. I, I don't know what's going on. The, uh, let's 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 educate Jeff a little bit right now. You know, no different than most years, they take in consideration injuries. During a year to a good team, somebody loses a couple of games and they had their best player out. We were seven and one with great wins against LSU, NC State, and so on. The only loss was at Minnesota when they might have been the hottest team in the country at the time. 
And then we go on a 23-day no practice pause, zero practices in 23 days. And gosh, it starts on the very first day we're supposed to have our conference game. We're supposed to play Duquesne that day. I get a 7 a.m. call. We have two players that are positive. Over the next seven days, we end up having 11 of our 15 players positive. Now, the biggest point out of all this is we only had four days to prepare for our next game. We had 34 days in between games, and we lose our first two games out of quarantine. 11 guys. That's like 11 injuries. Uh, I mean, we've all heard of some teams who've had four, five, maybe two. We had 11 players, and we lose our first two games. Those are our only two bad losses on our schedule, the only two. Two quad threes. Those were two quad three losses. The others were quad one and quad two. We've won seven of our last 10 games. You know, so I think we've got a great, you know, I think our numbers are still good. If you add all the things together, somebody was had a graphic out the other day. If you add, you know, the BPE, you add the net, you add um, Ken Palm, you add all these together. We're at the top of all the bubble teams. If you average them all together, that's with with those two losses. You take those two losses out because of COVID, guys, I think I think we're solidly in. But I'm a little biased. No, no. Here, here's my here's my problem, Travis, and it's not with you. I, yeah. I just feel so bad for your team because yeah. I, I've told everybody this. If you didn't have that pause, I, I think you would have been a top twenty-five team all year long. Right. I do. I, I think I just don't know how the committee is going to try to disertain between a team that had a month-long pause and a team that had a two-week pause. That yeah. that's my only point. Is like how do you how do you try to figure it out with all these teams around the country? Stanford not playing at home for all year. You guys having a month. Louisville having three pauses. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, it's tough. I agree. Uh, I agree. But I do think you have to take it all into consideration. They said that. They said it before the year started that they were going to take it in consideration. And, again, I think you got to look at we were 7-1, and one, and then we, again, 11 players, 11 out of 15. Um, it, it, it was a crazy time. and. And another thing, our protocols within our city and guidelines are the toughest I've, I've heard of. I called every coach during that time, trying to figure out well, how do we handle this. We had our, our guys who were positive were out 17 days and couldn't do anything. That's just the protocols here. Yeah. You're in for 10 and then you come out for seven and you go to the doctor for three days. You get to ride the bike for 15 minutes. Excuse me. They do let you ride the bike <laughs> for 15 minutes. Um but it was a crazy time. And is it a coincidence that we lose our first two no. games coming out? No, but we get so. it. Like, we totally get it. And like yeah. I said, listen, if it were up to me, I would put you in. I, yeah. I honestly would. I think I think you can beat teams. Well, I need to get you on that committee real quick. I need to get you over there in the room in Indianapolis as fast as possible. I just don't know if those committee members are – I don't know how they're going to look at it. Again. I agree. I agree. Right? As you can imagine, guys, I've talked to everybody in the last three days that I could talk to and figure this thing out. Some believe that they'll absolutely do it. Some don't know. Um, I think there has to be that conversation. If you're trying, and uh, again, somebody put it to me this way. Do, would anybody want to play you guys right now? I'm like, hell no. no. I mean, you got to ask no. somebody else. I no. mean, uh, to me, that says a lot. You know, we and, and I don't, you know, again, our last game, St. Bonaventures, we, 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 if we'd won that game, probably been in, but we didn't. 
We didn't. Uh, they outplayed us. You know, Schmitty's done an amazing job over there. They were the number one seed, uh, just outplayed us. But we'd still won seven of our last ten, even with that game. After just losing those two games right out of COVID, um, you know, I, I think it's a strong case. I really do. And I'm sure there's others. But I think it's a strong case for our guys to get in this tournament, hopefully. I want you in the first four, Travis. I'm, I'm going – I'm going a week. Uh, I'm going Tuesday next Tuesday to Indy. I want to see you in the first four because honestly, I think you can make a run. I, I really do. Well, if we're there, I'll make dinner and we'll uh, we'll uh, do it. You're, for, hey, you're know, not allowed. Positivity, no, no. you're sending our way. We need every bit of it. <laughs> if, you if you're got to make him pay, Travis. You got to make him pay. He doesn't do that enough. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. Travis knows that from his UMass days. Don't worry. He knows He knows that. I'm not reaching in my pocket. Although I had a lot less money when Travis first came to UMass. I got, I'm making a little bit more money, so that's good. Um, Travis, what what is it about your team that if you get in that you think you can? Because I really do. You're older. You're talented. you got guys that can score. you got tough. You know what's on your team. Um, why can you win not, not only one game? I think you can win multiple games. Yeah, let me go back, Jeff, to to last year when COVID hit. We were the hottest team in the country. A lot of people are, you know, we'd won like seven of our last eight. We were really, really rolling, really playing well. Come back this year, we're seven and one, and we we added the NC State game. Just, I mean, in a forty eight hour period, we were literally getting on a plane and going to go play Michigan. Nobody knows this. We were going to go play Michigan within less than twenty four hours. We were talking to them in my office when I'm at like at 6 p.m., they say, well, I think we can play tomorrow night. We're like, we'll be there. We'll be there. That was in the middle of December, and it ended up not happening. But we've done everything we could. We were rolling right along, and uh, we do. We have some better. We got Jordan Goodwin, double-double guy at 6'3". We got Javante Perkins, which is an elite scorer who's announced he's coming back for another year. Hassan French, two-time all-conference player. And we've added depth. You know, we've got some depth with Martin Linson inside. Jimmy Bell inside. We got Yuri Collins, who's one of the leading assist guys in the country. Um, and, you know, we, we've got some weapons. We've got some depth. We've got Gibson Jimerson, who wasn't, and Fred Thatch, who didn't play on our team last year because of injuries. They're back. Um, we've got a veteran team physically. We can match up to anybody physically. Uh, we play three bigs uh, that are as physical and as big as anybody in the country. Uh, we have a team that can compete in the NCAA tournament if given the chance. I think people would say that. And if you asked, I wouldn't want to play us at this point. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. All right, Travis. Well, listen, thank you for coming on. Thank you for letting Goodman know um, about how yeah. good you guys are. And, I like uh, the surprise. Yeah. Austin didn't tell me, Travis. This is a good I- morning surprise. I like this. I like it. I like it. Good. Well, it's good. I, I, I appreciate people- it, guys. I do. I was hoping to be on ask really good questions instead of her dad here, but uh, some really <laughs> high-end journalistic questions. But I guess I just have to deal with Jeff. But yeah, if I don't Jeff, I love she does a great job, an incredible Thanks, job. Thanks. Great I appreciate job. it. I appreciate it. Hopefully, I'll be able to wave to you next week in the first four or something like that. We can't have dinner, just so you know. It's okay. illegal. That, that's true. I've got, I've got my mask here, though. I've Got my uh, get it ready. ready. So, all right, all right. Good luck, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Travis. Appreciate it. Not bad, right?
I like it. That was good. You gave me the hammer St. Louis right before you bring Travis Ford on. That was a that was a low, low character move, Rob Doster. Yeah, I know that uh, I was I was setting it up just like that. <laughs> just to have oh, man. Back brutal, brutal, brutal setup. Complete setup. <laughs> oh man. All right, oh, man. I'm way too I'm way too proud of that. Woo! That That's gotta one. be a segment now. I think for the next few days, I think we gotta we gotta have a segment of like state your case. Yeah, we can do it. I'm, right? I'm good. I love it. That was fun. I mean, you think Craig fun. Smith will get up this early? You, you know, I, I think my favorite thing is, and and the people in the chat will will appreciate this, is I swear every coach that I talk to with Jeff now, every single one of them says the same thing. And they say, it's nice that uh, your daughter's getting into media, so there's finally one talented Goodman in this business. Everybody says it. Oh, man, it's hilarious. We should bring her on. She's probably got better, uh, better bracket takes than you do. Better right. info, right? Right? Yeah. Better info. Could people like her? There you go. <laughs> All right, let's, let's talk about tonight's slate. I think the big game is obviously the one you mentioned before. It's 6.30 tonight. Duke is playing Louisville. Our partners at Bet Rivers have Duke as a two-and-a-half point favorite. The total there is 140.5. Uh, like you mentioned, Louisville has – they've beaten them twice this year, right? I'm not making that up. I was kind of I – was, I was busy trying to make sure that we could get Travis Ford on when you were, t- when you were saying it before. So about about Chris Mack beating K three times. Yeah, they they, um, they played twice already this year, right? Here's what, right. yeah, here's what I've got back from Kenny Klein. He said he doesn't know the answer to that yet. He said he knows Maryland beat Duke three times in 1974 pre Coach K, but we'll let you know when we have that. Uh, they're still working on it. Kenny Klein, Kenny Klein likes to get after a little bit. He might have had a few beers last night and sleeping. <laughs> the best SID in the business. Kenny, listen, the only SID that I know that has ever after games, post game had beers sitting at your desk um, as you're writing. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Elite level. That is yeah. elite level right there. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the, uh, of the beer, beer while you write theory. Well, it's it, it, hey, look, for, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like if it, it, it loose, I'm, you don't, I'm not saying like get hammered, like start ripping shots, right. but having a beer too, like while yeah. I write kind of, Freeze, freeze the thoughts up, freeze the flow up a little I bit. I just start bringing like like a, a cooler to all the games in Indy uh, next week. Just Why not? Roll in, Why not? Roll in with like a, a, a bag, a laptop bag, and a cooler to every game. Yeah. Hey, look, do it, man. I support that. All right. Um, so the line is two and a half. What do you like there? Anything? Duke. I like Duke. I do. I like, I like Duke. Duke. I just think that, yeah, they need it bad. And again, Beating them three times, um, and we know Louisville's like they're not great. They're just not. They're they're not deep. Um, you know, Mark Williams could have his way in this one. Seriously, he could have his way without Malik Williams for Louisville. Mark Williams has been awesome. I really like him. I really think he's he's going to have a huge year next year. Um, I, I, yeah, right. I just like Duke. I know their guards are young for the most part. You but- know, my concern with that is I. I- I think I kind of like Louisville again in this spot. And the reason why is that, okay, so the reason why we loved uh, Virginia against Louisville was because when you don't have that roller, the, yeah. the that rolling presence with Malik Williams, and you don't have shooters to create space, it's very difficult to get driving lanes yep. in, against a Virginia pack line very defense. Sure. Yep. Everything gets condensed. Everything gets collapsed. Um, that pack line just soaks up all of the penetration angles that you're going to be able to get uh, if you have um, with, with Carly Jones and David Johnson. 
I don't think that Duke has the perimeter defenders to keep those guys out of the paint. So while uh, you don't get a lot of um, – you don't have the shooters, you don't have the rollers, I think that Carly Jones and David Johnson will be able to get theirs and will be able to create uh, offense in the half court. So that's – I think I think I kind of like Duke here, but at the same time it's, you know – You know what I really like? Duke has to win to get in. What do you like? I love the last comment in the uh, in the chat. Like I think it might be the best comment we've had all year. You get a free bowl of soup with that haircut. No, man. I mean, <laughs> he got it. He was so proud of it. You guys are well, it's also like I don't I didn't I just kind of woke up like an hour ago and I haven't done anything to my hair. Just, I'm tired, man. I was up until 3 a.m. last night, back up at eight o'clock. It's the grind. It's March. I don't have time to do my hair. I don't have time to look really pretty cool. on the stream. Who am I? I don't need to impress Travis Ford. You know, I got him on here. You um, try. You you think this haircut crushed it? Admit it. You were so happy you got well, that haircut. Just, you know what? Watch watch us on College Hoops Insiders. Watch us on Stadium. It's tonight at six p.m. and you'll see. Like I had it styled. I had a little bit of the spray in it. I had a little I bit know. of hair on it. I was looking good yesterday, Darren. Duran. I, I I can never. Remember. I don't know how to pronounce. I can't it. read it. My eyes suck so bad. I can't tell if it's Darren or Duran. Yeah, it's Darren, Darren or Duran. Um, Providence fan. Uh, he's he he's he's in the chat every once in a while. All right, all right, let's go over. What else? What else? What else do you like tonight? I mean, we got to talk Notre Dame, Carolina. I think um, only because it could be. I don't know if it's going to be, but it could be Mike Bray's last game. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be, and against Carolina, Carolina's favored by six and a half. Obviously, Notre Dame with the emotional game winner last night from Trey Wartz. Um, to beat Wake Forest, come back from uh, they. I feel like they were down fifteen all game, and they came back and ended up winning that one. Yeah, I don't know. Line, line six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah, I. I don't love you know like, I think Mike Bray could be on a beach tomorrow, drinking. I mean, he could honestly be on on his his favorite beach in Delaware. I don't know if it's Rehoboth. He loves Rehoboth Beach, so tomorrow Mike Bray is probably. Uh, sipping a cold one on Rehoboth Beach. Yeah, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't understand why he loves Rehoboth so much. Dewey is the spot to go. Like, <laughs> Dewey, like Dewey, Dewey, the Rusty Rudder, the Starboard. Yeah. Like those are Mike Bray kind of places. If you know what I'm saying, he's probably got a spot at Rehoboth. Don't, don't you worry. I'm sure he's got a rundown, sleazy. Dirty spot in Rehoboth Beach. Oh, I trust. I there's well. There's not really Rehoboth is kind of like the 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 well yeah so Rehoboth is not the like the 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 wild spot that you go Dewey's where like the wild rundown like let's right. get after it we're gonna black out spot uh, Bethany Beach is like the family oriented like we got a nice little boardwalk with games and kind of nice restaurants all that kind of stuff Rehoboth is uh is 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 a little bit different all right so the North Carolina Notre Dame game I I actually I think I like North Carolina there. Just because yeah, I think I that their, their size can kind of wear everybody down. I would agree. I would agree. All right. What what else do we got today that's of, of note that you like? I, I kind of like uh I like Xavier. That might be my favorite bet of the day. Xavier giving six and a half against Butler. Butler without Aaron Thompson. Um in, in the Xavier's first round. Gotta win. Xavier's gotta win. Has to win. Has to win and has to like. Win emphatically. I, I could see this being an ugly one. What about what about Loyola Maryland tonight against Army, getting points? 
You want you want the, yeah, the that's good one. Dragon? I don't like that because Loyola, remember Army, the reason that Army got off to good, you know, they played early. They were the only one, Army and Navy played early. Every other Patriot League team didn't play till what? Um early January. So mm-hmm. yeah, and Loyola's got talent, man. They got they got a couple of international guys that can really hoop, but um yeah, yeah, I kind of like it. I mean, so I, I, don't, I like I like the Loyola money money line. I also like the Sienna money line tonight. Um, I was going to ask you that. All right, so what what's the spread I own? I own a Sienna. Uh, so Loyola's getting two points, uh, and that money line is plus one twelve. I should have mentioned that at first. Uh, yep. Sienna's getting a point and a half. The money line is plus one hundred four. I, th- I think I like Sienna there. How can you not like? I mean, again, I get it's Rick Pitino. Mm-hmm. I get it's it's. Rick Pitino versus Carm is not like your traditional coaching matchup where you usually go with Carm. Um, but Sienna's also got way more talent, way more talent. Both teams have been through plenty this year in terms of pauses and, and whatnot. And neither team's played a ton of games, but you know, Sienna's got Jalen Pickett. Uh, last I checked, he's on the court. Rick Pitino is not. So I'm going to take Sienna as well. Yeah, I like uh, I like Sienna there. I almost played, what, like nine games all season yeah. long? Yes, yes. Uh, At least they'll have fresh legs, I guess. Um, I have- it's, it's such a weird slate. I don't really like anything else. There's two other lines that just kind of stood out to me that I think we need to mention. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma only laying 11.5 against Iowa State. I know Oklahoma's lost four in a row, um, and Iowa State's going to have Rasir Bolton tonight. But Iowa like. What what's Iowa State playing for? Like what's what they they didn't win a game in conference. Steve Prom's job, I guess. Steve Prom's job. That's but what do, do the players on the roster care about? No, Prom's probably. Job? Not. I don't know. They probably yeah. have no idea. What's the uh, Penn State Nebraska's uh, line? Um, let me find that. Uh, the other actually before we do that, the other one that I I thought was interesting was that Minnesota is getting two and a half points. They are two point five point dog. Amazing. Northwestern, How and you still it. can't take them. Like that's the sad part. If you had told me that two months ago, I might have bet my entire house on it. Like seriously, well, maybe not two months ago because that might have been at the point when Northwestern ran off three in a row, or shortly thereafter. But uh, maybe five weeks ago, you told me that five weeks ago when when Liam Robbins was healthy and Minnesota hadn't gone through, the, you know, their complete meltdown. You might have put your house on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not betting on my boy Stackhouse, Kevin. Uh, I never bet on my boy Stackhouse. Uh, um, Adam Adam actually mentioned an interesting line. Uh, Idaho is one of the worst teams in Division One. Montana yeah. is laying 14 points against them. You like that? Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, yeah, because I think Travis Secure also he he's he's in the mix a little bit at Penn State. Um, I don't think he gets it. But but I think you know you're, you're super motivated when you know you're close to getting a high major job, and you got people watching. And if they can somehow win their conference tournament, yeah, I think you're super motivated. So yeah, I like that. I like Montana. Give them fourteen. 14. Yep. All uh, right. Um, I think that's all I got tonight. It's it's a it's a weird slate. I, I forgot. I love this time of year because you get basketball all day. But I forgot just how uninspiring a lot of the games are on the Wednesday. Well, today, today's a bad, today's a bad day. Honestly, it's always, like, the Wednesday is always just kind of like you get so fired up for it, and it's just like, oh, I have to watch 
Syracuse and NC State play, and that's the second best game of the day is Syracuse and NC State. Syracuse fans, but uh, it's not, it is not pretty. Penn State, Penn State's favored by six and a half, by the way, against Nebraska. You know, the, the problem with a day like today is we've been doing this all year. So it's like you feel like you have, I'm going to end up taking, you know, half the games on the board just because it's conference tournament and you have to. You got to get geared up for really the next few days. And, and tomorrow's when it starts. Tomorrow's when we'll have a lot of good games that, that mean something. But ultimately, Rob, listen, most of the best games are going to be some of the mid-major, you know, finals because we don't have a lot of bubble teams. You got like eight bubble teams that are fighting for like three or four spots. And we, we just talked about it. Like, you know, Syracuse, you got Seton Hall and, and St. John's. You got maybe Duke. But, you know, like the SEC tournament will give us more because of Kentucky. Everybody's going to watch Kentucky. Everybody's going to watch Kentucky in that, hoping. At least give us some life. And that's what, honestly, I kind of want Duke to win tonight because I think it sets up a great game against Florida State when everybody can talk about, can Coach K get into the NCAA tournament? You see what I'm doing right now? I'm texting back. Jeff Goodman. Quote: I want, uh, I want Duke I do. to win tonight. I there do. I absolutely. I think it, it, it's better for college basketball. Yeah, fair enough. All right, <laughs> it's better for college basketball if you lose. That's a direct quote from Goodman. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Good, good, good right, job. We see you again tomorrow morning. You got me with a good surprise today. Good job, Rob. Got you. Got you. Got you. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.